You're listening to The Droidcast, a dog and pup production starring Roger and Tristan. Each week, this father and son team brings you news, interviews, and information about Star Wars The Old Republic. Today we want to take the little bit of time out and we brought a special guest on the show with us. So of course it's myself and Tristan who are here and we brought the Senior Online Community Manager for Star Wars The Old Republic and that is Stephen Reed. So Stephen, thanks for taking the time out. I know you are especially busy today too with the patch coming out and we do appreciate you popping by. Uh, no problem at all. Okay, so this is actually your first major patch release as well. So I'm thinking that, yeah, it, it felt obviously phenomenal getting the game out of the gate finally and in, in, in retail, but I would imagine that you still get quite a high putting out those huge patches with such, like this one here with the end game instance and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always good to you know feel like you're expanding the game in a major way. Um, I guess for us, it doesn't really feel like, even though it's been, I guess, a month since we uh, since we officially launched, doesn't really feel that like you know that much time has passed um and obviously the development process for 1.1 started before launch so we've kind of been tracking it for a while um so in a way it's sort of i wouldn't say it's business as usual but um it's kind of you know uh, we're already looking towards you know 1.2 and beyond so um so it's kind of not exactly passing us by but uh um, it's, it's kind of as if it's been with us for quite a long time, but yeah, it's, it's always good to be able to push this sort of stuff out and, um, you know, we're excited about this batch and certainly excited about more to come in the future as well. Okay. Now what some people may not realize, one of your jobs is handling the insane people on the forums <laughs> and I've, I've spent some time on your forums and, uh, and you wind up dealing with some fairly interesting people on there. I, I'm yeah, I mean, you know, in, in, in any large community, you know, I, I've said this before, you know, before I took the job, you know, I in any MMO community, there's always going to be a proportion of people who are, and I'm not going to use, you know, any kind of derogatory terms here, but there's there's always people of all types and, you know, all, all walks of life. Um, and, you know, you get the good and the bad and, and the antagonistic and the peaceful and the, you know, some people who are a little bit more, um, shall we say, distrustful than others. <laughs> Um, but in a really large community like we have, um, that number is just magnified, right? So whereas perhaps in another community, you might have, um, one person in our community, you might have 10 of those people, right? So as a result, sometimes it can seem like, you know, um, the forums in particular can be dominated by a certain kind of person. But the truth is, is that there's a a much wider community than just on the forums. Um, and even on the forums themselves, there's there's a a very large cross section of people. Um, but they're not necessarily the ones that post the most or shout the loudest. Well, and see, that's the problem that I see myself now. See, I've been a a forum admin for a great many years and we're talking back to the days of, you know, uh, different bulletin boards and stuff. And the problem that I see, especially when you're dealing with such a, a major game, like in this case, here is that unfortunately it's that loudest voice is not doesn't always represent the rational human beings that are playing the game because say like my son and I play we have been absolutely loving the game I mean and I've played a great many MMOs in the past obviously we have uh, a gaming podcast as well and and so I feel that if something's terrible then at that point I'll say something but it's more as a constructive criticism or you might not know about this here. You may need to work on this kind of thing. Whereas sure. you get the the loud trolls who it feels sometimes like they're so loud that 
they can be taken as the majority and that, oh, this needs to be fixed. When in fact, most of the people would say, no, it was fine the way it was before. I mean, it's, sure, a, it's, sure. a, it's a fine balance that you got to walk there. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're very, very careful to always remember that um, uh, we're balancing feedback that we get from the forums with, with feedback from other areas. So, you know, my motto has always been that community is pretty much everywhere. You know, it's one of the reasons why we spend a lot of time on uh, things like social media and also looking and working with fan sites and podcasts like yourself is to try and get opinions and, and input from a lot of different people um, in a lot of different areas. And the other thing we do is we spend a lot of time looking at analytics and, uh, and metrics from within the game. We have what we would call game hooks, which, which measure almost anything you could think of in the game. And then we can look at that um, and uh, in a very real, you know, statistically significant way, we can look at issues that we see on the servers and then um, we can react to those. And then we look at those in conjunction with the, you know, the feedback that we're getting from, um, from people on the forums. Now, having said that, um, I'm also very much a subscriber to the theory that if one person is, is complaining about something, then it's very possible that nine other people are also not happy about that issue, but they're not talking about it. Right. Um, so we, we always kind of look at the forums as a good indicator, a good starting point for issues that we may need to be paying attention to. Um, and then, you know, we proceed from there with the analytics, the metrics, and then, you know, looking at the wider issue as well. So um, there's always a place for them, uh, you know, for forums and for forum feedback in, in the general mixture of the kind of the, the spectrum of community feedback which we get um, and it's it's an important part of it but it's not the be all and end all yeah now let's talk about 1.1 uh, in my opinion based on a lot of other games again it seemed like it didn't spend a lot of time on the ptr now i know that you guys have been working on it for a, a very long time obviously but it didn't seem like it was on the ptr for very long and we are seeing some issues today that cropped up because of that does it feel like you guys should have had it on ptr a little bit longer um, you know, it's always nice to have as much testing time as you possibly can. Uh, and one of the reasons it came to, um, in our case, we call it the PTS, public test right. server, right. Um, pretty late um, in comparison to the proposed rollout date, was really because we were trying to squeeze in a lot of last-minute bug fixes. Um, you may or may not have noticed, but between the initial rollout of the of the game, um, or, the, or I should say the patch on um, uh, on the public test server, and then the actual deployment of the uh, of the final live patch, we added in probably over seventy odd bug fixes, um, which uh, you know we put into the game, um, and that was just really you know kind of a measure of the devotion that these guys have to you know fixing as many bugs as possible, which is really always going to be our number one priority and making sure the game is as, as stable as we can. Now, in a game as massive and as complex as as the Old Republic, there are always going to be the occasional bugs that slip through, and sometimes, unfortunately, like today some of those bugs can can have uh, a more significant effect than others. Oh, um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, at the same time, you know, given the, uh, you know, if, if things were perfect, then yes, obviously we'd have, we'd have uh, given it a little bit more time on the server. But that that said, we actually got some excellent feedback from, um, from select members of the community, which was super helpful to us. It was one of the reasons why we pushed the patch out by, by a day further than we initially planned um, because we wanted to get in a few uh, last-minute, you know, bug fixes to address some of that stuff. Um, and the truth is, is that going forward, you know, for the next uh, sort of major patch, we we expect, we certainly hope, to be to be giving it a, a considerably longer time to kind of bake on the um, on the test uh, the test server before it uh, before it goes live. Um, and uh, we hope that's going to be kind of the case going forward. But um, in this case, you know, we wanted to get the patch out. There was a lot of stuff in there that we wanted to add. Some of it, which we really had wanted in from launch. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we took the decision to kind of um, move the schedule along as, as swiftly as we could. Yeah. See, the, the way that I'm looking at it is not so much the, um, the 
not so much the the additions that are putting in being put in and there being problems with that so much as something that's supposed to be fixed that point blank isn't um, like say the gathering nodes that took a few patches to be fixed and then in this one here the, the bonus quests are supposed to be uh, you're supposed to be able to abandon them and you, you can't still well that's an interesting example actually that 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 um you know uh, the the abandoning stuff that's actually been one of our uh, major issues that we've been tracking for a little while um and the truth is and, and this is not uh, an unusual thing although you know it, 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 at the same time um it isn't prevalent i should say um is that sometimes those kind of bugs they look fairly simple on the surface and then in reality when we start getting into them they're actually a lot more complex right um they touch a lot more game systems they uh, affect a lot more things than we initially realized so we have to tread very carefully around those kind of things because you know making you know one what might be, seem to be insignificant change in one part of the game can potentially have problems in other parts of the game um which can be unforeseen so that's why you know some of those um sort of larger bugs uh, are not ones that we've immediately immediately been able to deal with and, and automatically change. Um, the good news is, is that we do have a large team and they are very much dedicated to fixing those bugs. So, you know, when we really, um, you know, gather those resources and push on those problems, then they do get solved and we do get traction on them. But in some cases, they're so large and they're so uh, complex and can affect so many different things that uh, they can just take a little longer than, you know, than we expect. On a, on a daily basis, from, from our point of view, we're talking with the developers, we're making sure that um, they're aware of the community's concerns, and then um, we're trying our best whenever we get updates to go back to the community and let them know how things are progressing. Um, unfortunately, the tricky thing is is that, you know, the list of bugs is is, is going to be extensive, and the, and, the bu and the bug list is always large because, you know, that list includes everything from the tiniest bugs that many people would never notice up to the larger ones that affect a lot more people. So. The problem is, is that sometimes, you know, the bug that one person, you know, sees uh, and which annoys them is, isn't necessarily going to be immediately dealt with because possibly it may affect a very small number of people um, or it might be more complex than initially is, is thought to be. So I guess the important thing to realize is that we never ignore these things. Um, you know, everything gets prioritized, everything gets triaged, and then everything will get dealt with. But, um, you know, a bug that affects... Uh, you know, a large number of people and is a, is a, a wider and more obvious problem, or for, or in our case is what we would call a, um, a progression blocker, is going to be seen as a higher priority issue than something that may be something that affects less people, um, is less prevalent and, and doesn't affect anyone's progression. Um, it's, it's a very, you know, complex process and is an ongoing one. Um, but you know, we've got a lot of people working on it and it's, and it's taken very seriously by everybody here. Yeah. The other thing too, that I noticed today were the, the changes with Ilum right now with the new patch too. And the form appears to have exploded with that because of the faction problem with the balancing with the factions. And is, I mean, is that something that A, are they planning to fix and were they expecting that there'd be such a difference in terms of the balance between the two factions? Well, I mean, one thing I should say is that, um, you know, faction imbalance is is something that has happened on a few servers here and there. But I mean, OK, so we're never going to get a perfect faction balance. Right. Of course. Yeah. Right? It's never going to be yeah. exactly 50 50. Um, we don't have, uh, you know, uh, artificial limits on, on which faction you can create on a, on a per server basis. One of the reasons that decision was taken early on was because essentially we made, you know, eight great class stories and, we, and we'd made two very distinct experiences on the Republican Empire sides. And our long-term goal is for people to experience a number of those stories. The legacy system will, will um, encourage people to, you know, go back through and, and experience those stories um, to, to gain additional benefits. So 
with that in mind, we had to kind of make that decision to allow people to play um, either Republic or Empire characters on the same server. Now, when that happens, then the yes, you you open up to the possibility of, um, of faction imbalance. Um, the generally speaking on most servers, there may be some imbalance, but it's usually plus or minus in a sort of a ten percent range. Um, but that you know, we have a lot of servers. Um, and uh, you know, I don't want anyone to take those those figures as gospel because um, I don't have every single one memorized. But whenever I've polled a server, which people have told me like, oh, it's massively imbalanced on my server, usually it comes back as being you know a plus or minus ten percent kind of kind of difference. Um, so it's not as bad as people think. Now, yeah, that's handy to know. That's something, unfortunately, we being on the servers or just reading about it, we don't have yeah. those numbers. So yeah, yeah. And, and of course, having said that. That doesn't mean that when you go into your PvP zone, um, for example, or your war zone or whatever else it happens to be, you may feel that you are outnumbered, you may feel that you're not seeing enough people on your side, but that's that's almost kind of random, right? You know, it's like, okay, you cannot guarantee that you're gonna see a lot of people on you know from your faction or, or whatever else, right? So to a certain degree, um, you know, that's something that can we, we can we can try and work to look at from a systems point of view. But it isn't again like something we can snap our fingers and automatically fix. You know, um, there's been a lot of discussion about that today for fairly obvious reasons, and it's something that we'll continue to come back and revisit. But it's not, unfortunately, an easy sort of overnight um, solvable thing. And knowing the team, I think that they'll be looking at this from a variety of different perspectives, and it won't it won't simply be a question of. And this is a total four example based on previous MMOs, preventing people from creating characters of a certain faction on a certain server, just as an example. Right. Um, but yeah, it is something that's, that's looked at very, very carefully. Tristan, you wanted to ask about the uh, the PvP stuff? Yeah, for PvP 2, you did put in a bracket for level 50s, which is nice, but would it have been better to go with like more different levels from like 1 to 9 and 10 and so forth like that or even cross server sure yeah i mean that's been discussed um i mean it would have to be 10 and above because 10 is when you can actually just you know start participating in pvp um we don't see as much need for the sort of lower level brackets right now as we do uh, the high level bracket um and again this is one of the situations where we've looked very carefully at the metrics we have so according to the the metrics we have we have uh, you know a high number of um, not a high number but a significant number of, of uh, maximum level players on these servers and the unfortunate truth was was that they were really dominating in those war zones and that made for a you know a, a not a great experience for those people who were lower than level 50. Um, so as a result the decision was made to kind of put them off in their own bracket um, adding in additional brackets is something that I, I know has been talked about and is possibly something that's going to happen at some point in the future. Cross-server um, queuing is also very much being looked at, but again is is considerably more complex than you might think. Um, you, you've probably noticed that we don't have character transfer yet. Cross-server queuing is kind of very similar in, in the sense that what you have to do there is is transfer a character temporarily from one server to another, or there's other ways you know for you to do it. But and I'm not a technical person here. All I know is, is that the conversations we've had about cross-server queuing it, it's something that's wanted by the PvP team as, as a feature that would ultimately be implemented, but it's not something that they can do um, quickly and easily. So uh, it'll be a little way further out. Right. See, that's something that the argument was made that it's very similar to the looking for group tool wherein you can basically queue up for a, a flashpoint with anybody from any server kind of thing like we see in world of warcraft say 
but the the argument was made that what that does is that deteriorates the sense of community and it basically allows people to be let's be honest asshats because then they they don't have to be on the same server as the people that they're with however when you're looking at it from a pvp perspective it doesn't really matter it's not like they're going to ninja loot anything they shouldn't and so it'd be much more in in going with the community feel it wouldn't matter as much yeah, although you can sort of make the counter to that, which is like, you know, um, PvP, in PvP, people are going to be mean to each other anyway, and if they were going cross-server, then there's even less incentive for you to be, in a sense, good-natured, you know, it, you know as, it, as in it being a sort of sense of friendly competition, it becomes more like, well, I'm never going to see this person again, so what do I care, which kind of leads you down the road towards the Xbox Live scenario of, of listening to, you know, um, people swear their head off at you over your headset and if you're like me then you never really want to go back to playing Call oh, of Duty yeah. again <laughs> um, so you know it, it's a balance between all those all those issues you know we, we definitely want there to be um, you know a healthy PvP environment uh, in the game and we're continuing to work on PvP and improve it as we go as we go forward so you know this kind of stuff is is definitely under consideration and as long as well as things like uh, ranked uh, rank rank matches and, and be able to do pre-made teams and, and that kind of thing you know there's there's a lot of other improvements we want to make so it isn't as if you know there's 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 pretty much no well i think it's fair to say there are no features that we are holding in our back pockets as something that we you know could give to you right now but are just choosing not to um you know every feature is is generally being considered um, and these big ticket items which a lot of people know about are you know very seriously being worked on but Unfortunately, that doesn't mean that we can roll them out, you know, pretty much instantly. Well, you can't say something like that without addressing the obvious elephant in the room, in my opinion, and that's the high textures, which I know that you've talked <laughs> extensively on the forums with people about, and it is something that people are, a lot of people are taking quite seriously. Mm -hmm. And with this here, you you made the last statement that basically they're not in, and that you're the the dev crew is looking at a variety of different ways of potentially putting it in. Well, well, let's be you know let's be clear even though i know it aggravates some people they there there are uh what we would call sort of maximum resolution textures in the game um but they are as designed uh access during um the cinematic scenes right um as opposed to during normal gameplay um that was a decision made during testing um based off extensive testing of the game um using a variety of different um, um pc uh, setups and everything else and we made the decision that, you know, as a general overall performance improvement, we felt it was better to use what we call the Atlas texture process um, for characters in the, in the majority of their normal gameplay um, and then to switch to the sort of maximum resolution textures when we were, um, uh, when we were in cutscenes. Now, we understand that, you know, the minute you sort of turn your camera around to look at your character, um, then um, you will see those, those sort of atlas textures as opposed to the, the max resolution textures, and there's a bit of a disconnect there. Um, so, you know, it's always been something that has been uh, wanted to be addressed. Um, unfortunately, we did have a bug there where, you know, we had three texture settings when in reality we only should have had two. Um, and that was really an unfortunate small uh, UI bug that slipped past the net for launch and, and then, um, you know, we probably should have addressed a little bit faster, but, you know, we had a lot of other issues at the same time. Um, and, you know, by that means, I mean all the standard issues you'd expect during the launching of a major oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it is something that we're really, really looking at um, very closely and, um, you know, that we want to make improvements on. Um, you know, the truth is, is that, like, we're not, 
while we we don't want to you know take any of these options away from people whenever we can avoid it um, we made this decision with the feeling that it would help performance across the board for a number of people so it, it's kind of tricky to have you know I understand people's desire for this but at the same time they want the, they want the game to perform well um, okay, and we but- didn't want to have a situation where it was gonna you know um, slow down but don't get me wrong, I completely understand people's desire to have their own choice and to make their own choice about whether or not the game will perform well or otherwise on their system. And see, that's the that's the thing for me right now that I'm thinking, and, and it's, it's not a deal breaker for me, unlike some of the people who are rage quitting. No, no, I'm not at that point. But the thing is, is that I like the, the, the option, the choice to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. And if a gamer is a reasonably intelligent gamer that, you know, they try it, it doesn't look good, oh, let's just drop the settings, then there you go. But if you have a good system, then you and if you've invested in a good system hell some people invested in a good system for this game and i'm not gonna lie i have a decent gaming laptop one of the reasons why i also got it a little bit bumped up in in specs was so that this game would look very good on it Mm -hmm. so if somebody has gone to that trouble then they in my opinion and i'm I'm not you guys but i'm just saying it'd be nice if they were given the choice at least that they can decide if they want to put it in or not and we do totally get that um again it isn't um people have a you know i would have to say a uh misguided impression that all we need to do here is flick a switch and then oh, yeah. no, uh, not at magically all. it'll be back in the game which is not the case um so it's always going to be a balancing act before between you know maintaining performance and making the game look as good as we can and, and giving people as many options as we can um every option is being looked at i, I will absolutely say that and we're, we're definitely moving towards improvements in the client going forward um funnily enough that's one of the things that i've been working on this week in discussions with um with development but uh, got a little bit sidetracked with 1.1 um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely being looked at and we, we get this, you know, it, we really do understand. Um, but at the same time, you know, like I said, you know, we had to make a decision, which was, we felt that for, to get a good, um, decent amount of performance out of a range of good PCs. And, and let's be clear here. We tested on those high rig PCs, you know, on, on those, uh, you know, those high specification PCs, we did that testing and we felt the performance wasn't up to where we wanted it to be. Um, so, you know, that was one of the decisions that drove us towards, um, sort of Atlas textures. Um, we completely understand, you know, people's willing, you know, desire to have that choice and, you know, we're going to work to, to, you know, give that choice back to people. And at the same time, hopefully improve the sort of visual fidelity of the game for the vast majority of people. Um, especially so that, you know, when you swing that camera around or, you know, to take a screenshot of your, your new armor or whatever else, you get to see it, you know, in a way that is visually pleasing to you. Um, well, as I don't think it's that lower resolution. I don't think it's just that. I think it's also very much if you are playing with anybody else also. It, it is a social game. So when you're playing with other people, they look equally as good too. So it kind of really fits in. Yeah, One yeah, of the disappointing that, things too is that, like, whenever you we're seeing marketing for the game and videos from you guys, they're showing those high resolutions, which is not the experience that we're having when we're actually in the game. So that's part of the frustration as well. Yeah, no, you know, we can understand that. And, you know, that's why we're kind of moving towards that higher visual fidelity for everybody. Yeah. And, and that is appreciated. And I think that it's just, I think a lot of people just need to, to hear that or actually get a chance to read it. I know that one of your posts specifically was saying, listen, we're working on it. We're trying to do a lot of different things. And I think we just need to get that word out to more people so that they understand, listen, it's being worked on. Just be a little patient. Well, you know, that's unfortunately sometimes as we sort of started at the beginning, you know, that can be something that's in short supply on the forum sometimes. Um, you know, when we say we're working on something, we don't say it, you know, lately. Fun yeah. it. You know, um, 
we're not lying. You know, we wouldn't tell you that we're working on something and not actually be working on it. Um, and if if we had made a decision for whatever reason to not make any changes, then you know we would come out and just say that. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's not the case. You know, we're working on it. You know, we're moving forward. Like, uh, as you know, to take another example, which I know has been a, a contested and, and hotly debated issue, the sort of issue we have with um, it's generally called ability delay or responsiveness. Um, there's been a lot of people working on um, a variety of different things there that we can do to um, improve that in the game. Uh, again, it hasn't been something where we have one single issue that we have to deal with to you know make it better. Um, it's been a lot of different potential other fixes, but they're being worked on. You know, um, but yeah, there has to be sort of a degree of patience on this stuff. You know, but uh, I mean, you know, I think it's important to realize, or, or at least to try and step back and look at it. You know, there isn't really very much that has been brought brought up in this first month of of the game being live that we haven't responded to in some fashion and said that we're you know working with or looking at in some way. Yeah, um, no, I've been impressed too. So you know, my point is is that you know we're listening and we understand people's frustrations and and concerns and we're you know we're going to address them um, as best we can. Um, but you know, yeah, people are going to have to bear with us and you know give us a little time to to work this stuff out while still you know continuing to build out the game in front of us. Well, I think that what people forget too is that you guys are standalone RPG makers and this is your first foray into MMOs, and so they have to remember back to when other MMOs, you know. They, they started and it wasn't seamless at the time and it was a, a breaking in process where everybody learned to you know what it meant to improve the game and and to work with the community and whatnot and well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to sort of you know try and use that as an excuse to be honest because you know we do have a lot of people here who've worked on MMOs previously um, yeah we have a, a core number of staff members who are um, sort of from the from the bioware family who have worked on a lot of single-player RPGs up to this point but um, we've also got a lot of other people here who've worked on MMOs, you know, so, you know, we are aware of, of, you know, what we're doing, you know, we're not, you know, I'd like to think we're not really blundering around in the dark with no clue. Um, uh, even though people sometimes like to picture it that way, but, you know, generally speaking, we have, you know, everyone's best interests at heart and we're trying to, you know, um, do things, you know, with best practice in mind. Um, having said that, that doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to just ape everybody else. Um, you know, uh, we like to think that we can we can tweak and innovate on on things as best we can. Um, so sometimes that may that may mean that we break away from the herd a little bit. But you know, that's kind of what Bioware has done over the years. So you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, not at all. Okay, let's break away from that now and talk about some of the new stuff, like the the great rewards that were announced. Tristan and I were talking about that. And it's really cool that you're playing <laughs> gray rewards, so you could have like a gray Jedi or something. Yeah, but... that's always been, you know, one of James Olin's um, desires is to kind of get that um, system in and, and and working in a way that is satisfactory to everybody. Um, we kind of we've talked it, we've talked about it at sort of different stages in the development process. And we we mentioned it before um, we went live. Um, again, it's one of the situations where something that might seem simple is actually a bit more complex than even we initially thought. Um, so it took a little bit longer. Um, and it and was obviously not something that we could quite get in for launch. Um, but James is definitely a fan of it. He's a champion of it. And, and James is ultimately the kind of creative and, and game director on the game. So, you know, he, um, if he wants it done, it's going to get done at some point. Um, we just don't have an ETA on when right now. Yeah, but for the thing too, how, like, how are you going to make it so that you can't just get everything off the ghetto? Like... You can't have like one, two, or three gray. It's all just one gray. How are you going to change that? That's a good question. And I'm not the person <laughs> to answer it because I'm not writing the design docs for it. 
um, you know, I'm sure that they'll they'll work to make sure that um, you know uh, if you decide to go that kind of neutral or gray path, it's going to be as rewarding as if you you went light side or dark side, and that'll be one of the challenges that they're that they're going to be facing. But um, it's definitely something that I know they're going to look at very seriously. Yeah, because we were wondering too how they're going to be able to restrict, say, people who have light one or dark one and above from not picking up also gray materials, so that you actually get a reward for playing that middle route kind of thing. It's it's it is tricky, like you were saying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really like, you know, it's it's one of those features that we want to do, but I'm not going to tell you that it's going to come along in the next month or two. So the likelihood is, is that you, you might be waiting a little longer, but, you know, we'll as we get closer to it, we'll certainly talk about it in more detail. Okay, we're running out of time, so let's just cover a couple of last things that are pretty hot topics on the forums right now and things that we've thought about and talked about ourselves, Tristan and I, and then you could just give us a brief comment on it. So advanced class respects, we ever going to see it? As in switching your advanced class? Yes. It's been. It's certainly been discussed. Um, at one point during testing, there was uh, a suggestion that we would allow what we kind of called a do-over change, which was like um, you would potentially get the ability to change one time um, for a sort of uh, either for free or for a very low number. Um, and then that was kind of pulled out um, again. It was it was slightly more of a technical issue um, that we didn't really feel we had time to to um, to address before launch. Um, it's possible. Uh, it's not something that I've heard as something that we're working on imminently, um, but I think it's still something that's potentially there on the drawing board. Yeah, the only reason is I don't mind starting another character of the same uh, starting class to have both classes. Unfortunately, as an alcoholic with only eight character slots, and I like playing with my friends on the same server, I, I'm screwed because there's eight classes to play to begin with. So that's gotcha. where the reclass, the, the 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 respect of that advanced class comes in handy. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, there's another way to solve for that, and I'm not suggesting that we're doing this, but that, you know, you could potentially offer additional character slots, which is something um, that I thought as well too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I think our biggest concern with um, advanced class, uh, and the biggest reason for us to potentially put in advanced class switching would be to allow people that chance to go. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm not really a big fan of the of this advanced class. I'd like to switch to the other option. Um, but we don't want it to be a situation where, okay, you know, for this flashpoint, I'm going to be, uh, you know, uh, a, a juggernaut. And then, you know, for the next one, I'm, you know, I'm going to be the other advanced class and, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, it can't be something that you easily switch to. So um, no dual specs is what you're saying, basically. No, no, no. A dual spec is something else from our point of view. If we're talking about um, multiple different versions of your skill tree. Right. Um, that's something that we're, we're uh, pursuing a little bit more um, uh, speedily. I guess, um, you know, we're looking at it uh, as something that we want to get in because primarily that's for a sort of a PvP, PvE yes. um, kind of situation. So, um, you know, our PvP guys are, are fans of that and uh, I think that's more likely to go in before uh, advanced class switching is. That would be wonderful. Tristan wanted to ask also about some travel stuff. Yeah, like the fast travel shuttles that you could take to like the Imperial fleet and buy, uh -huh. wouldn't it be nice to make a fast travel shuttle to like where the the rest of your group is in front of a flashpoint or like to your ship even yeah options like that are being discussed um you know the funny thing is is that some of those uh quick travel options came in pretty late in testing like for example um the ability to uh to quick travel to any place that you any quick travel point that you previously unlocked was something that came in very late in the game because previously it was just uh yeah and quick travel to the last place you bound to. Um, so, you know, we're kind of reviewing that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, we'll see 
uh, how much demand there is for it. I think, especially as you get to the later levels of the game, you know, there can become, you know, issues there and that you, especially if you're trying to get back to the fleet and that kind of thing. Although you do have things like the emergency fleet pass, which you can use, which can kind of speed up the travel time as well. Although we understand that the cooldown on that's pretty large. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's something that's been discussed, um, but uh, we don't have any immediate plans to put that in. Okay, well, we have a ton more questions, but we are going to have to let you go. I thank you very, very much for taking the time out, especially today on Patch Day. We appreciate you coming to answer these questions for us quite so honestly as well. No problem at all. Okay, thanks again, and we'll talk to you later. All right, guys.